You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. I hope you all are doing really, really well. This is Letitia. I know I might sound a little bit like Larry, but I just want to reassure you that it is in fact me. So I'm not sick. I'm just silly, meaning I do not tolerate dairy well. But that doesn't mean that from time to time, I won't try to have like a scoop of mac and cheese or, you know, have something that has dairy in it. And usually the biggest effect is that, you know, post-nasal drip will start and it will affect my voice for a few days. It's almost like I can feel it immediately and then I get very, very mucusy. It makes me cough. I expel it and I go. So I'm like, mm, a small price to pay for just the occasional enjoyment in life, right? Well, the day that I got back from, not from Dubai, but from Chicago, because I went Dubai back to Chicago, when I finally got home and settled, I was like, oh my goodness, I am so hungry. But I was like, what I'm not about to do is go out and get some food. So I'm just going to order something real quick. What can I order? And I ordered DoorDash. I ordered a veggie pizza on DoorDash. So this is what I tell myself. I say, okay, I'm just going to have a couple of bites of this. Then, you know, that should should satisfy my hunger. And then I'm taking a bath and I'm going to bed. Well, the pizza was so good that I ate the whole thing. And I took the bath and I went to bed. And so the effects of that is... Dairy mimics like having a cold in my body. So the next day I'm sneezing and coughing and doing all the things as if I picked up something and I didn't pick up nothing but pizza. So all that to say, I did this to myself. So there's that. But other than that, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing well. Been around the world in 11 days and back. And it was a really, really good trip. It was an expansive trip because, first of all, I met so many incredible people. But in Dubai, everything is just opulent and just excellent and abundant. And so the energy there is very, very different. It feels very, very safe. So as people walking around at one o'clock in the morning, like it's one o'clock in the afternoon, but it felt very, very safe. But I met some really, really interesting people, and I was so expanded in understanding business and law uh, just on a global scale because I was like, oh my God, I never knew this existed or this place existed geographically or this thing existed. And um, one of the ladies that I met who travels there like every couple of months she was explaining to me how there is such a dire need for coaching there. So, of course, my ears perked up like, hey, tell me more about that. So we went out to dinner and we talked a lot about that. And so I just really appreciate, you know, that everywhere I go, 
especially when I choose to just expand myself and go outside of what's comfortable. I feel like God meets me there with more than I ever expected and anticipated. So the next trip, I think they are gathering in London and they can miss me with that. When I spend 16 days in London, I never have to go there again. I think London and San Fran, I don't care for San Francisco, but I might pull up on the Singapore trip. So there's that. Uh, Let's see. There have been so many things changing until if I wasn't just rooted and grounded within myself, it would just be like, what in the heck is going on? But the other thing is, y'all, I have grown so much. Like usually when you grow, you probably don't recognize your own growth. The way that I recognize my own growth is through what I've outgrown. I might look at something or somebody references a conversation that we had a few months ago, and I'm just like, what? I'm in a completely different place. That is one of the most difficult things to to do, to be, is somebody who is a grower because you're always outgrowing things, spaces, people, like a toddler with with clothes. Like, I just bought you new clothes and here you grow again. It's kind of like that. And so it just comes with a resident discomfort and a resident, like you're just constantly changing things to fit this this new version of you, so to speak, or, you know, what your new areas of growth are. The people that get it, get it. But what I, what I learned is I used to grow and outgrow, and then I would just leave a relationship because, you know, the popular thing is, oh, this no longer serves you. And... I would just leave, totally not thinking about how it affected the other person. I just wasn't in that space of growth to do that. What I've learned, though, is that you can leave a relationship, change the dynamics of a relationship without abandoning the person, meaning that you can do it mindfully. It's what people call conscious uncoupling. They say that romantically, but you can also do that, you know, in business and in personal relationships where you you understand that the relationship has has run its course in the way that it had been going but you don't just have to just like drop the person like a bad habit because you're you're moving onward and upward so that doesn't mean that it won't be met with resistance or it won't be met with upset it just simply means that where you're coming from and how you're going about things is very very different right so there's that There's been a lot of family dynamics that have been coming up just recently. And let me tell y'all, a huge strength that will be helpful to develop in your life, um, whether it's family dynamics or anything. I was reading this earlier today and so it was resonant, but it is the the practice of being non-reactive where people could be saying something, doing something, and... Rather than just responding, just like your knee-jerk response or you, or I mean your knee-jerk reaction, you can choose to respond or not, right? You 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 just have such a mastery of your emotions and control of yourself that you can choose not to react because that first first of all that is very disarming because whatever your dynamics are with people, they take on certain cycles, right? And so when I do this, you do this, and this just becomes the, this just becomes our dance. And when you choose to change what it is that you are doing, by default, you are changing the dynamics of those relationships because you're not engaging or interacting in a way 
that is reactive. And so the person is either going to shift gears to, 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 to dance with you the way you're dancing with them, or the relationship is, is going to just, com- you know, completely change. But you, you really can't afford to let people just have you so thrown off with like their expectations, what they expect you to do, all of these things. Let me tell you, y'all, the stuff that's on my mind and the things that are in front of me are so, so, so important. And so the the other stuff that people are bringing to my attention is just almost like I can, I can come across this feeling. I can come across as if I'm very cold and indifferent and unfeeling, and that's not the case. The case is just that I ain't going. I'm, I'm not going. You you won't control me. You won't emotionally manipulate me to make me feel a certain way, to make me respond a certain way, to make me respond, period. And so that is oftentimes met with upset. And I'm I'm okay with the smoke. I'm, I'm really okay with it. Because we only manipulate out of fear. We only manipulate and control out of fear. And instead of being direct and articulating what your real need is or what your real ask is, then you go to manipulation to try and get what it is that you want. But the thing about manipulation is I I can sense manipulation. And so I know when somebody is attempting to manipulate me. Let me tell y'all, I was born late, but not last night. A lot of stuff I just I just don't say because it's just not worth me, but I can see you coming from a mile away. I I can see you coming. I know the intention of your heart before you open your mouth. So, well, let me tell you what I like in relationships. I like it when people are direct with me. I like it when people just say what they mean, mean what they say, and then we can move right along. You don't have to placate me. You don't have to, like, go around the mulberry bush to get to your point. You don't have to soften the blow. You can just say what it is that you mean, and then we can get right into it. And what that... But everybody is not like that. Everybody doesn't like conflict because conflict feels like it has to be like combative or argumentative. And that doesn't that doesn't mean that it has to be that way. But where there's conflict, there's opportunity for growth. What I like more so than conflict or confrontation is clarity. I can remember one of the biggest compliments that I have ever gotten from this guy that I used to work with in a coaching company. He was introducing or speaking to me, like introducing me to some other people, but I wasn't present. So he was describing me to those other people. And he said, well, one thing about her, he said, you will always know where she stands. Listen, I have so much respect for that introduction because more than people liking me, more than people validating or approving of me, I want you to know where I stand. You don't have to like it, but clarity help, helps us be really, really clear. So you're going to know where I stand on something. You won't have to scratch your head and guess. You can ask me directly how I feel about something, and I will tell you that. But we go through all of these other things because I can't say this or I can't do that or this person is going to take it this way, and it's just really too much. Now, am I saying that you just... I'm not I'm also not the person who just says anything to anybody. I'm I'm consciously aware of my words and how I'm using my words and I feel like though a, a lot of people don't do that with me. I have had I was was it my daughter I was telling I was telling somebody I 
some instances where people have just said certain things. And I said, you know what? I said, now, if I turned around and I said this same thing to you, or I said something that I, and, and, and within something, how can I put it? I said something back to you, a rebuttal, and what I know to be a deep wound or insecurity, because that's why you're coming at me like that from a place of woundedness. But if I turned around and gave you that same spirit in my speaking, you would be like so hurt and it would feel as if it was something malicious. I promise y'all, let me, let me, I wasn't even about to go here, but I'm about to go here right now. Have y'all ever, I've seen this happen a lot of times. So say like, Somebody can send me a picture of something and I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh, okay, that's cute or that's this or that's that. I promise you, I am not going to notice all the details in the picture of what's wrong with the picture unless it's just something that's staring out. So you see what you look for, meaning I sent somebody this, what I thought to be was just like this beautiful, beautiful picture and then they commented on the picture and they brought attention to something that I hadn't even noticed. And I'm saying, out of all of this, this is what you see, right? I had a picture. Um, it was probably a picture on social media. And somebody made some comments on the picture to, to me personally. And I said, out of all of this beauty that's on this picture, this is what you see. But what lets what that lets me know is the reason why you notice this the fur the first thing you notice about me is this is because these are the lenses that you look through yourself that that you see yourself through and that really hurts my heart for you that when you see yourself that all you still see is flaws that when you see yourself that the first thing that you're looking for is what's wrong and you can't see yourself and you see beauty and you can't see yourself and you see like the scriptures say. You are altogether lovely. There is no flaw in me. I'm sorry that you are still in a place of woundedness. We probably connected and bonded over that place one time before, but honey, I'm not there no more, right? I'm not there. And so you you can't um, chip away at what's no longer an insecurity, okay? So you can say these things and I don't even have to give you that energy back because that's not the lenses through which I look. I'm just telling y'all, sometimes what you give to people, you can't take it if they give it back to you. And the other thing that I'm saying in that is that, honey, we're not bonding over trauma no more. We're not bonding over insecurities and low self-confidence and uh, all of these other things where we used to just kind of hang out in victim mode and we just hung out. Listen, at some point, somebody got to heal. It ain't got to be you, but it's 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 me. It's It's her. It's me. I'm her. Okay, she is me, I am she, I'm her, all of us, okay? I am healed and healing. And so the, the place where you found commonality before with me, that place doesn't exist. This is tied to what I'm saying, y'all, about when you grow and you outgrow and you recognize like, what was going on with me at the time that we bonded? And why in the heck are you still right there? I'm not, I respect where you are. But I'm going to keep forging ahead in this journey because y'all know what I, I realized is in, in just these interactions that I've had over the last month, I promise y'all, I realized that there is an addiction that people have. And the addiction is to talking about their problems, to complaining and talking about their problems. 
And it also helps me understand why people think that I don't have problems because most times I'm not talking to people about my problems. You know why I'm not talking to people about my problems? Because let me tell you something. People look for points of connection. And if you feel like we relate around a certain problem, you think we have a bond. But I'm going to tell you that you'll look and look to have a conversation with me in the next month and I've moved through it and I've moved on to the next thing. So I don't spend time talking to other people about my problems because I'm not going to stay there. I'm moving through that level. I'm moving through it, right? So it's very difficult for me to keep having the same conversation with somebody over and over and over. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I know I was there, but I'm not there and I don't have to do it. So all that to say, I was saying all that about growth and, you know, just being committed to your own growth and being okay and not apologizing for growing and not apologizing for becoming a version of you that makes other people uncomfortable. Like, um, my mom was telling me recently, she said something like, you gotta be, it was almost like you gotta be careful because you never know when you might need somebody. And I, I said, Mom, what, like, what does that mean? I said, because... If people are around me taking keeping score of what they've done to me, that's not the spirit that I want around me. If it's like a tit for tat, if it's like the energy of, you know, oh, y- things are going good for you now, but you never know where life might bring you. That energy, that energy, I'm telling you, you got to watch them spirits. When people start to make progress, when people finally start to feel better about themselves, when you can't dig your claws into people in their insecurities and in their weaknesses and in the places where you found them, then there is oftentimes something that rises up in people that starts to regret and resent your progress. I'm telling y'all, you know, they. in other words, they call it, what you call that thing? The crabs in the, the barrel, the bucket? I would the hell crabs go? The, the crabs in the barrel kind of a thing? That as long as we all right here circling around together, and I can kind of see that you're not really making much more progress than me, then we're good. But the moment it looks like your trajectory has changed and now I don't recognize you, and now I don't know what to do because I'm not committed to doing anything differently, and so I certainly don't want to see you do anything differently. I don't want to be left behind, but I don't want to make the decisions necessarily necessary to move myself forward that spirit and that energy comes up. And so you just have to be mindful of it and you have to be discerning of it and you have to cut it off and you have to just stay stay true to yourself. So anyway, back to what I was saying to my mom, I said, if people are keeping score with what they do for me, then those are not the people that I want because I'm not sitting over here counting favors. And when I do something for somebody, it's heartfelt. First of all, first and foremost, I don't say yes to a lot of things that people request of me. I don't. I don't go out of my way to help people and inconvenience myself and do all of the quote-unquote things that people think I should do. I don't do that. I say yes to things that I really mean yes to. I do things that I really want to show up and do so you will always know where I'm coming from. I'm not doing something for you 
begrudgingly and resentfully. I'm not doing that because I'm going to show up and it's going to be half-assed. So when I show up, it's it's a yes. It's a real yes. When I say no, I really mean no. And people just really have a difficult time with that. People have a difficult time when they can't control you and make you this version that would better suit them. Half of your problems will go away if you stop trying to control people and just control yourself. Real, real talk. Half of your problems will go away if you will stop trying to create people and conform people to an image that is not God's. Because we're the expert on everybody but us. I was telling my daughter this. I said, daughter, listen, I was talking about some people that were around me and I said, you know what? I am not trying to change this person or these people. And I said, I can accept them exactly where they are and as they are. I said, however, as it relates to how certain things affect me, this is how I need to move. And irrespective of what they choose to do or not, because it was too much, like certain certain people started to feel burdensome and very heavy for me. And I, I'm the kind of person in life, I got to travel light. I got to travel light. So I'm not taking on your burdens and all of the other stuff that you're doing in your life and making your stuff mine. I'm not doing that. And so you're going to be responsible for yourself and for your own life and the other the things around your life, whether you my man, my mama, my client. It doesn't matter. I can be a partner, so to speak, right? But I'm not taking on the responsibility of you. I have one child and my child is grown and very responsible. So what the hell I look like being a mother to a whole bunch of grown people? No, ma'am. No, sir. I'm not going to do it. But when you recognize those patterns and you start to recognize, I told my mom, I said, my mom made a statement to me and she told me that I I don't want to be around my family. She said, you don't want to be around your family. And I said, hmm. I said, mom, I said, there's certain family dynamics that I don't want to be around, that I work very hard to recreate something different in myself. And I said, one of those is codependence. And she said, you know what? You're talking all this psychology stuff. And I'm I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really trying to get psychologically deep. I was just telling you that it's certain family dynamics that I'm moving away from. And I'm sure it probably feels like, I mean, maybe like I don't like my family or I don't deal with my family like that, but I have to do what's best to preserve my sanity. And that comes at the risk of my family perhaps feeling like I don't want to be around them a lot. But I don't. I don't. Because those dynamics, that's real and that's true. I'm not asking them to change, though. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not trying to control them and ask them to change anything. But I can move in such a way so that I'm peaceful. I am peaceful because I'm called to peace. That's what I'm saying. If you want my presence and you want my presence consistently, certain things just cannot be a part of the equation. Now, I'm not asking you to change anything, but I can choose where and how I'm going to show up. And a lot of us won't make these boundary lines or draw lines in the sand or make hard decisions because of what's expected because of what it's supposed to look like, because of what you're supposed to do and be, and because of all these projections that people put on us from family and all of that, I ain't going. I'm absolutely not doing that. Listen, 
People will drive you crazy. If you let them, people will drive you crazy with their expectations of you, with what you're supposed to do, with how you're supposed to be. Mm -mm. Uh Uh-uh. Absolutely not. One One of my better qualities is the fact that I'm stubborn. Can I be unnecessarily stubborn and defiant and rebellious? I absolutely can. But what I am also is very firm and fixed in my position and in my convictions. So I'm not wavering that I say this today and then that tomorrow. I'm I'm pretty solid. And so stubbornness is not always a bad thing. So because I'm solid, people trust me. People might not like me, but people trust me. People really might not like me, but people trust me because how I show up is going to be consistent. Let me tell you, when you are someone who is constantly changing and you know, you you placate people and you have to go with the wind because of that fear of losing people's approval. At the end of the day, people won't respect you and they really won't trust you because you're constantly changing. They may have manipulated you to do so, but people are not going to respect it. And so what I'm saying is grow a pair and figure out what your convictions are, what your really va- what your values are, and take a stand for those things, even in the face of rejection, even in the face of loss, because you have to live with yourself. You have to live with yourself. And so when I look in the mirror in the morning, aside from beauty, (laughs) when I look in the mirror, and I'm laughing because y'all for a long time, there was a time when I looked in the mirror and I didn't see beauty. All I saw was what was wrong. All I saw was a face that I wanted to change. And so when I look in the mirror and I see beauty, and I see confidence, and I see growth. I also see somebody that I'm proud to live with. I'm always with me. I also see someone that I can be with comfortably, that this person that I've grown and evolved into, that I like her, that I, that I like her for real. I don't have to pretend to be a version of her for other people or for myself because I like her. We get down for real. A lot of y'all don't even like yourselves because you don't know who you are because you're not the real you. A lot of y'all don't like yourselves because you are so many different versions with so many different people that you don't really know who the real you is. And so that is the conversation for a different day. But me and me, we're good. I like me. I like me. You're not going to create a problem with me and me because it took me and me a long time to get to a place of like, um, you know, where, where, where we got along. Your battle is always between you and you. Forever and ever, I was fighting myself. Me and me right now are at peace. Me and me are good. If it was a line of people who, t- who was telling me what I need to do different, that line would be around somebody's corner, okay? And I, I respect people's um, insight and that kind of a thing, but you can't change me. You, 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 you can't change me. And tr- truthfully, you can't change anybody. And it's an effort and futility to try. It's an effort and futility to try to change somebody because you think that you know who they should be better than they do, better than God does. Man, get a grip. If you spend as much energy trying to change yourself, trying to grow yourself, that is energy that is much well spent. You know why people don't do that? Because people don't want to face the truth about themselves long enough to change. But I guarantee you, if you make you your biggest project, you will have so much peace. You will have so much joy. Because your focus is not on things and people outside of yourself. Your focus is where you can make the greatest, greatest difference. So that being said, the funny thing is, y'all know when I record the podcast, I really genuinely just speak from the heart. 
So I can't even tell you where I started and where I was intending to go with this. But what I find is that when I go back and listen to it, it, it always makes sense. So that being said, share the podcast with someone. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day and keep growing. <laughs>